Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today, I sit down with Jelani Blackman and we have a delightful chat. Jelani's about to drop his new record on November the 10th and we talk about that and we talk about some amazing records and we finish on a real mutual love as well. We finish on on possibly the greatest record ever made and there is a a lot of mutual love around it as well. Um, It's such a delightful chat this one. I can't wait for you to to hear it but before we we, we crack on with that uh, a few thank yous um i always like to thank uh scroobius pip um who really helped this this career in in podcasting for me and thankfully put this on his distraction pieces network which is a wonderful network absolutely rammed with some glorious podcasts um and so go check out the distraction pieces network and and and, and explore all the pods that are available over there for free I'd like to thank the team at the Blue Murder Club podcast because it's the team over there that produced this pod. And uh, it's a wonderful podcast, uh, is the Blue Murder Club. And uh, you may even recognise a few of the guests that have been um, guests on this show. Uh, and they produce this. So so big thanks to them. Uh, big thanks always to you lot uh, for, for supporting the pod. You know, it's so nice to get to have these conversations and have them appreciated by by, by my lovely listenership. Um, that just keeps on growing and, and it's 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 so nice and it's it's wonderful that you send me little messages you know and if you've ever got any guests that you want to see me chat to drop us a message you know I'm on Facebook Twitter and Insta so while you're over there give us a follow that's important let's get that bit in um, as well as that um, big thanks to Tom for facilitating this um, interview Tom's been really supportive of off the beaten track over the years and has, has been responsible for lining up some great guests for me so it's so a big thanks to to Tom um, who's got a fantastic Alan Partridge podcast make sure you go and check out monkey tennis I'm sure you do already um, but big thanks to Tom Dark what, what a top man he is um, there's a patreon uh, on off the beaten track and uh, and if you'd like to support the pod I've uh, got two new followers this week which is lovely over on patreon um and it just costs you a, a dollar a month um which is about 70 pence and you get to watch all the episodes over there uh you get to get access to hundreds of never released episodes radio shows playlists mixtapes and you also get to come to the monthly online live show where you have an opportunity to feature uh and put your two panoply in when we discuss all sorts of tunes and all sorts of music related stuff not in a snobby way in a really nice way and there's such a lovely bunch of uh 
of people join us each month over there. So uh, so come along. I'd love to, to have you there. Um, if Jelani is the reason that you've discovered this podcast, um, that's great. And when you finish this, this chat with Jelani, go and have a look in the archives because there's so many episodes to be enjoyed. Let's get on with it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jelani Blackman. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Jelani, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good, I'm good. Lovely. Yeah, how's things? How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, not not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I receive your tracks, and I'm looking forward to uh, discussing them today. And uh, let's kick things off. And I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. So, this is so tough. They're all, do you know what? I would just say they're, they're, they're all, there were some tricky ones, but this was the hardest because... Everyone says that, man. That's so weird. It, Everyone says it's this one's the tough one. Yeah, because like a good intro makes makes a good song and there are so many great songs. So, yeah, this this was really tough. But I think the one that makes me laugh and also like sets up the tone of the track better than i think it's 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 top tier is tupac hit him up because there's just you just know you're just in and it's just so good and it's perfect like there's um there's not a lot of well-known like i guess beef like clash tracks in rap like they're like considering how fundamental it is as a part of i guess the genre in terms of like competitiveness and like, yeah. people rapping there are like loads of massive songs that people know as songs, yeah. but like this is this, this is a tune. So yeah, so uh, I think hit them up. Yeah, Tupac hit them up. And I mean, it's surreal that we're we're talking about the the beef that Tupac had the the day after, whatever, however many years later, somebody I don't know if you know somebody got yeah 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 um, yeah yeah no, fans, like got um charged with the murder of him yesterday. I mean, that's fucking surreal, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I do you know what, that, that kind of stuff. It happens a lot. I, I feel like you, it's a good sign if you're you're in the flow of the universe when when that happens. If you're like, if you're, yeah, yeah. I mean, props yeah. to that guy that has literally just stuck his teeth in and not let go for for twenty years and has brought him to you know brought this guy to justice. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's to be, to be fair, the whole situation is so sus. Like, I'm pretty sure it was shook. I think everybody thinks that that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what the situation was. But so whether it was him on someone else's. Uh, what's it called command or whatever is, yeah. is another question but yeah he, he, it seems like he was the guy absolutely absolutely yeah. in regards to intros Jelani, you, you know you're releasing music now in mm-hmm. a time where people are consuming their music via you know spotify playlists um there's emphasis on the the, the power of you know tiktok uh and, and and music i just wonder how these kind of trends in getting your music out because it feels that the people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and you've got to hook them straight away mm-hmm. yeah does any of that sort of thing and and, and the, the 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 you know the need to get on the, the right spotify playlist and, and to utilize tiktok as well as a marketing avenue for your music does any of that 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 kind of hook them quickly filter through into your creative process uh no not really i mean maybe it should but it doesn't <laughs> but um but i'm an intros man anyway that yeah. if, if from from the get-go like that's that's always been something which i've i've appreciated as as it's is where the song 
starts his life. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like he, I, I wouldn't expect anybody to listen on further if they didn't yeah. uh, love the beginning. And I think for me as well, it's one of those things where playing live, you know, if you start a song, the response when people hear that first bit, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that it get it, it gets you, it gets you excited. So you, that's what an intro should do anyway. I think, but but it's it's a valid point, and I know that more and more people are are kind of creating smaller pockets of of uh, a catchiness. Yeah, to, to, to kind of, well, that's always been what music is to an extent. Now, absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, I'm going to take you back uh, for track two, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Uh, so, Usher, Usher had a few, but I think, yeah, in, in terms of, I guess, a little bit more grown-up emotion as opposed to just excited sure. um, thing. Like, yeah, I think it was that. And, and and again, that was my own personal one as well, as opposed to, like, yeah. music that my mum might have played, which sure. I had an emotional response to, um, like Mary J. Blige or, or Lauren Hill or whatever like that. They they would they were different, but Usher that CD really got me. To be fair, Craig David as well. I loved R and B. I still I still have a, a, a massive soft spot for like R and B. Although I don't listen to it as much as I did when I was younger. But yeah, yeah it was it was that it's that thing. You know, kids are so funny. <laughs> like they'll sing they'll sing their woes and troubles away about a situation that they've never heard or and sorry they've never experienced this sure. in their life. <laughs> Let it burn. And they're like never. <laughs> Never even kissed a girl, but like heart, like heartbreaking, heart registering stuff. And I think that that, um, yeah, that's that's what that song made me feel. Which is which is like just incredible. The power of music that it can make you feel things that yeah, you've yeah. never felt in real life that you've never actually experienced. But yeah, that um, that Jean song definitely got me. You just referenced um, your mum playing Lauren Hill or Mary J. Blige. Um, mm -hmm. Growing up was was home musical. Mm. Yeah, super musical. Um, there's always music on, like radio on a lot. And just always, I always felt like I had access to it, to be honest. Like, I didn't, I don't have any siblings, so it wasn't coming from them, which is how a lot of people get, like, yeah. their music and, like, I guess get cool music of the time. But I was getting yeah. good music because I was, my mom grew up in the 70s and 60s and 70s. So, like, and, and, and further back. So there was a lot of jazz and classical and everything. So, yeah, very musical in my household. Wonderful. Well, for track three, let's let's stay in those formative years, and I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. Yeah. So, Mario, uh, you should let me love you. Uh, is of, of a lot of song again. It was a hard time. This was this was. I, I don't even care. This, this this shows my age, but like it was MP3 era, so it was still like switching songs on on phones like and transfer yeah. and stuff like that and burn cds and and that kind of vibe so um songs had a little bit more significance when they were when they landed yeah it wasn't so hard and throwaway or like move, moving on from a playlist there wasn't that kind of vibe it was like a song would be getting played and i i think i chose this song because there's one specific moment that I have as, as a as a memory of being in the playground in my secondary school, and this girl like doing a dance to this song, right? And like, it just really stuck. Around. And that, again, that's another funny thing. And it like kids think like TikTok dances and stuff are new, and like that's this new generation. It's just that they're being filmed. But kids have always danced to songs. Yeah. Like teenagers have always made dances to songs that to popular tunes. It's always been a thing. But but yeah, but I just have a really clear image of it. And for me, like 
that was my secondary school uh vibe it was it was it was that it was it was moments like that where you just had i don't know a little a little thing of just like just on the border of becoming a, an adult kind yeah. of or like a little bit older but you're not quite but like and you're not you think you're so you think you're really cool <laughs> so like i'm sure if this girl looked back now at that moment she'd be like oh my god what was i doing <laughs> but, um but yeah so that's that's why i chose that and 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 it was a big song at the time there are loads and there are loads of like rap tunes and stuff and like grime as well but but yeah that that song particularly was i haven't met that 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 school moment reminds me of it it's fascinating talking to someone that just referenced that sort of mp3 player generation and because i always kind of when i speak to artists that are that are older than yourself you know we'll, we'll talk about you know when you get a record and you'd cherish it because you you know you could only afford one every few weeks and it'd be like you'd play both sides and you'd play it to death because you know you yeah. couldn't afford it and and now we live in a world where everything is there in a heartbeat you know you you go on spotify within seconds you could got the whole world of music you know yeah. and then that does devalue it in a certain way i think you know whereas yeah it does and i love the fact that i've never considered that before but i know the first mp3 i played i had i think i'll get about 15 tracks on it and like yeah yeah, and yeah. So, it's like 128 meg <laughs> and what's weird is if i hear one of them tracks that was on that mp3 player that i used to go out and when i go running i put it on i automatically think the next track's going to be something else and it's like no hang on yeah, it's yeah. just ingrained because i cherish that <laughs> little kind of playlist that i had on an mp3 player it's crazy isn't it to think the value you put on them songs because you will really absorb them rather than if you're on youtube or you're on spotify all the time you're listening imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And looking, there's something down the side saying, "You might like this. You might like this." There's constant distractions. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. It was it was completely different. I mean, my my one, I think my most significant one was like this little Ministry of Sound, uh, like black. It was like a little rectangle, and it was I was so sick. Really, I think I still have it somewhere. But I just remember I was more interested in in the amount of songs I can get on. I could get on. So they were like 
like the last 15 seconds of every track was cut off. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are some songs that I know really well up until like three quarters of the way through and then it's just and then it's just done. But but yeah, it it was a special time for like music and then you'd have to really like choose what songs you wanted to have on there. So even though you, you still had the kind of flexibility of not having to carry around CDs or whatever, yeah, yeah. songs still had quite a lot of meaning and like whether you wanted to listen to it at that point, whether you were done with that song, whether you're ready to move on. Whereas now you don't have to make those decisions. So it doesn't have, you don't have the same relationship with music. You don't have to be like, am I finished with this song? Yeah. How, like, how much more, am I like, how much more, I guess, I don't want to say use, but like how much more enjoyment yeah. this time round, am I going to listen to it? Uh, is it going to give me? Yeah, nice. No, so I'm just, I'm just thinking about it as a, as a time. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. And yeah. in regards to, to, to being at school, was music always the focus? Was it always going to be, right, I'm going to try and carve out a career within music or was there other things that you was considering then? Uh, no, I guess I just always did it. It was kind of like second nature to me from, yeah, from, from, from a really early age. I started playing sax when I was nine. Yeah. And so like, it was always going to be something that I did in school as well. I didn't ever ro- love it academically, to be honest, yeah. but I did it all the way up until uni. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. It just, I think there were, I was better at English. I was better at psychology. Um, if I was, I maybe subconsciously, I, I was, I wanted to have a different life to the life that studying those things would have given me. Sure. So, so yeah, so it's always, it's, it's just been a constant and I, it's always interesting to think about moments in I guess in my career and, and when it's been a career when it hasn't when it was fun for so, like uh, being from London uh, uh, it's, you just take a lot for granted in terms of what you're around and the people that you're around and like the yeah the situations that you find yourself in I think that I didn't ever really have to being honest I didn't have to think about it that much until it wasn't until the end of my first record deal that I ever really took stock of what was going on yeah. because it had all been so seamless and I don't, and it always been so easy. And then it was only when I was, yeah, leaving my first deal, I was just like, Oh, actually shit, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to do everything else. Uh, all right, cool. Let's actually start taking some steps to, to make it a thing. So yeah. But, um, but yeah, school, school was not really good. I used to spit all the time in school though. That yeah, was, yeah. I was known for, for, for rapping in school. Yeah. <laughs> Staying in these uh, these formative years for uh, one more track. Um, tell me about uh, the first record you remember buying from a record store. I mean, I say record store; it probably just downloaded it off a of Napster or, or, or whatever it was. No, like... no, it was it was a record store. It's actually wait, I'll show you. I'll show you this because it was so cool. I went to um Freeze Art Fair on Sunday, and they had one of these, and it just went. I'm sure, I'm sure it will do the same. I mean, different version, but like. Nice listening post. Yeah. I love a listening do post. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember them? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um. So that no, that's where that's where, that's where, that's how I found my first CDs. That was that was the love it. That was the vibe. Yeah, when I was when I was really young, there used to be a Virgin Megastores in Whiteleys because I grew up in West London. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There are a few. I think I, I definitely had a Spice Girl CD. Yeah, let's 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 be honest here, man. Come on, let's not start yeah, trying to be too cool, man. To but, so, <laughs> I was I was I was young enough that, and I think that this is quite a pure thing, actually. I think it's nice. I was young enough when they were out that, like, the whole like it being a, a boy thing or a girl thing or, or whatever, 
or it being cool was was irrelevant. And I just really liked the songs, I think. So I, I had a Spice Girl CD <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I did. And it always used to be on like Saturday morning TV yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. So I think it was just like, yeah, I, um, I like that. But the first CD that I think I really uh, invested in myself and like it was it was something that I loved it was Craig David's born yeah, to do it. That the police one him with his hands on the on the <laughs> What's interesting I, what I yeah. like about that, if we're talking about records and CDs and what I do think is lost a little bit without kind of wanting to sound like a you know a miserable old man saying it was burying my day. But the one thing, you know, I love Spotify and, and, and I love the way that, that, that the people have access to everything now. But the one thing I do think is lost is the power of the album artwork because you yeah. don't, it's not that tangible anymore. And, and, and that Greg David cover is so iconic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and you just see that and it's like, that's Greg David's album. And like, yeah. whereas so much music gets released now where you're looking at a, you know, a small square yeah, on the phone. Yeah, or not even, or, or just the, literally just the words. Like, because yeah. lots of people don't go, if you see it in a playlist, you might not necessarily click on it as a song. Absolutely. You might just add it to another playlist and you actually might never even see the artwork. Completely, completely. So yeah. I do think that's something that uh, I, I do feel is, is, is lost a little bit. Whenever you see these magazines or these, you know, these, these articles about the greatest, you know, album cover artwork ever, there's generally yeah. nothing from the last 20 years. It's, it's all kind of, backwards yeah. from there really and I think that's a real shame but I do think it's just it is a sign of the times you know yeah 100% I mean I I, I think for so for the mixtape I put out it definitely was a it, it was a secondary consideration if I'm being completely honest for this because it was my because this is my debut album yeah I, I maybe it is a generational thing but I put some time into into what it was going to yeah. be so but I, 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 I I'm really happy and proud of, of the artwork that I've got for this for this album um yeah, I I put it up somewhere. I'm sure I will at some point. I think it's really important that you know, and I think it's great that you know artists are still putting real value on that. And 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 mm-hmm. and and in a world where so much music is on playlists now, uh, you know, I, I I like the fact that artists still try and create albums as a body of work, you know, to be listened to as a as a piece of work and as a piece of art. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, definitely. I mean, that, I guess. It, it, it kind of comes down to your audience and the music you make. And like you were saying earlier, uh, I think there's been a, there was a wave obviously when TikTok, ha- I mean, obviously it's still having this moment, but like the first, the, the first TikTok generation where the power of it as an app really changed how people were engaging with music and how quickly people were blown up. It was, it was kind of back to like one hit wonder era where you would have like the power of, the, the industry, so to speak. So you'd have like radio and press and whatever. They decide that there was going to be an artist. It was a really good song. It might just be one song, but like they were like, this is going to be a track. And then it would go out. It would be everywhere. Everyone would hear it. And like that artist would probably be set for life because of royalties. And like that kind of, that that uh, model disappeared for a little while in, in the same kind of way because it took a lot more to build up an artist. Might have an artist with, with a song that was big, but like, They'd, they'd then be signed and it would it still work on it it was the one sure. hit, the one hit wonder thing kind of dropped off a bit and then youtube and then tiktok came along and brought it back yeah because it gave the same kind of power of distribution that had been been lacking through like dilution in like dsps or like all, all the spotify's and, and and stuff like that they didn't have the same kind of impact yeah 
direct impact on like deciding if a song was going to go to number one and etc. They uh, yeah, but but then yeah, TikTok came along and and brought it back. So you had a little while where it became irrelevant to make albums. But I do think that as with all things, it's it's cyclical. People go through phases, and really, people are starting to understand now that to build a career properly, you still have to have that kind of fundamental foundation of building up a body of work, building up a fan base, and and that comes from things like albums. Yeah, it's, it 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 doesn't just it from albums and also content, but like it it comes from the music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I come from music first, and I think people are, are understanding that. Absolutely. Let's go clubbing. Tell me the song <laughs> that soundtracked your years in Clubland. I mean, you're a young I, man. You're still going clubbing, right? Well, so my answer to this is like, it sounded a little bit like blunt, but it it's true. So I've never I've never been clubbing. It's what not really my musicians? Place. I've done 500 of these episodes, and every single person says, nah, I weren't really into clubbing. It's yeah. like, I don't know if all these artists are just too busy creating. Yeah, well, I guess that was it. Like, it was for me, my, my teenagers were a combination of just hanging out on, on the street <laughs> and in blocks and all being inside someone's house yeah. and smoking and making music. Like, that was yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty much entire. I wasn't even really going to parties like that. That that, that came later it was when I was, like, in college and stuff. But, yeah, never clubs. I don't, I don't really like clubs. And I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy to go up to, like, a girl at a bar and be like, hey. I've no <laughs> idea. I've no bike. idea how people do that. Like I've, I've run yeah. a nightclub for thirty years, and and in them thirty years, never once have I ever had the stones to go and do that. It's like yeah. I could never <laughs> no do way. it. No way! I thought of being turned down, man. It's catastrophic. Yeah, no, I know. It's, <laughs> <is> it... <laughs> yeah, no, it was never my bag. So, so no. So my answer to this was the song that I I associate with that time when I would have been at clubs is like KNOPs and Qs because that kind of yeah. like. That that energy, that that grime energy is what kind of. So if school was was very R and B, like rap and grime energy was was what I was listening to when I was on road and like walking walking on streets and stuff. That was that was what it was like. And it's it's such a good tune, anyway. But like I think literally the video for it, in my mind, that's what was happening. Yeah. Did you, I don't know if you know the video where he's like, it's yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. it's just very London and it's like city lights and him walking through and rah rah. But yeah. So no, that's 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 my song for that time. No, 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 no club bangers, no club bangers, no David Gow. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you call him, mate. Yeah. Um, love it, love it. I mean, the legend that is Kano, mate. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. everything that guy touches turns to gold. Yeah, no, he's 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 a solid part of the, the fabric of of UK music. And London music, obviously, particularly Absolutely. my 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 kind of musical upbringing, mm. like grime is like my. If if R if 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 R and B is the yin, then grime is the yang. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's 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 what it is for me. And even though I've I've moved away from it 
kind of in, in, in terms of the music that, especially in this album, is still fundamental to how I write and, and yeah. the energy that I, I perform with. So, yeah. Well, let's, um, let's keep it in the, in the home county. And, uh, and for track six, your favourite song, mm. From Home. Uh, so I, I consider myself from London. I mean, I am from London, but I said, like, I can consider myself from, like, all of London because yeah. half my family's from South. I grew up in West. I live in East and I've lived in East for, like, the last six, seven years. And I went to school in Northish and all my friends are from Camden. and So, like, so, when I, so home county for me, that's London. Yeah. And, like, the, I think, the, at least one of the London anthems is Did You See? Because when that dropped, J-Hus, Did You See? Because yeah. when that... <laughs> When that came out, you just couldn't escape it, but you didn't want to, and like you just knew that at any at any function, any party, whatever, whatever it was, it was. It's just a beautiful moment when when there's a song that you know everyone's going to sing at the same time, and it's so rare for them to happen nowadays, because you get like classics, yeah, from I guess school days where it's all ret- it's like retro stuff, and you're like reminiscing about being thirteen, fourteen. But to have a song that came out when you were like in your twenties, and that still have the same amount of nostalgia and universal appeal, and and you know everyone's gonna sing it, it's super rare. Yeah. So like I think that has to be my favorite song for like yeah for the culture for the community. Definitely. Love it. That's a solid choice as well, mate. Okay, this is your last track, and this is when you get to be a tastemaker and uh, or, or, or as the TikTok generation call it influencer. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, and and this is a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear. Um, yeah, this this is another one where there were loads that I was thinking of that I uh, that I would have liked to to s- select, but I think this because I because of the way that I found it, I was actually I was lying I, yeah I, I was lying in a bed that was wasn't my own bed and someone's parents were. <laughs> were playing this tune or it was playing downstairs and I and I knew it but I didn't quite know it and I'd always loved it but I didn't know what it was called yeah and um and it's Beach Boys God Only Knows and it's just so beautiful it's a beautiful tune and I think I I watched a, a documentary on him and the process of making this album and how much he went through to like push it because it was radical and experimental for the time and everybody expected a certain thing from from him and then um, and he just went fuck you all and, and and did his own yeah did his own thing and and this was one of the, the songs it produced and uh, yeah and i love it it's, it's it's a beautiful piece of music it's an absolute masterpiece that that album pet yeah. sounds is you know for, for anybody that is a producer go and listen yeah. to that and i was lucky enough i went to to a small theatre in South End um, about five years ago, and Brian Wilson was was touring Pet Sands, and huh? he was playing these huge arenas. And for some reason, he come to to South End, um, yeah. and I managed to get a ticket. and And he played Pet Sands in its entirety, and then he played like all the other sort of Beach Boys hits. But he had a phenomenal band with him. You can imagine Brian Wilson's going to have the best session musicians on the planet in his yeah. band, and. Uh, and he was playing these all these songs sound just absolutely phenomenal. And then they all just disappeared and he sat at the piano and the spotlight lit him up and he played God mm. Only Knows. No way. <laughs> Jelani, I've never been in a venue where yeah. I've seen so many middle aged men yeah. all not wanting to look at each other because everyone's bottom lip was wobbling yeah. and everyone was tearing up, man. It was I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it. It was yeah. 
off the scale emo- the emotion that come from him because his voice is a little fractured now it's not quite yeah, what yeah. it was because obviously of his age but oh my god just a, a perfect song and to see it in that environment uh, and, and his yeah. voice cracking a little bit like just added yeah. to it do you know what I'm saying yeah no 100% that's crazy do you know what And like, even that as the setup says so much about it as a song that it is better stripped back yeah. I think any song that's better stripped back yeah. is testament to how how powerful and well written it is. That's amazing. I I got chills when you described it. <laughs> well, look, we, we we're talking about everyone else's music, and uh, before we uh, start to wrap this, let's talk about your music. What's going on? Um, it's a lot to be honest. I am um, I'm doing lots of album campaign bits at the moment because it's out on November 10th, which is soon. It's just like it's creeping, but I'm excited and uh, I. This is the best music that I've ever made, so I'm really, really excited about people getting a chance to listen to it. I think that, for for me, for a, a lot of, I guess what I would call the Jelani stage of my career, I've maybe invested less in the... I get, well, at the beginning, it was very much about the music, and then it was more just about getting people to understand me. Yeah. And now I've come kind of full circle, and the music feels like it did when I first started making yeah the Jelani stuff um and it's got depth to it and like the harmonies and melodies and, and the instrumentation is it's it's music that I think I'll look back on in 20 years and be like I'm I'm very proud and and happy that that's is this I tried to I basically tried to make some classics I tried to do I tried to do some God only knows and and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And, and yeah and that's 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 how I'm feeling oh fantastic um would it be shows there will be shows There'll be a tour, but it'll be at the beginning of next year. Okay. Um, but there's there's going to be some bits around the album that I, that uh, that keep track. Follow me on on Insta and TikTok, and I'll make sure that yeah it, it comes up because there's there's going to be some fun stuff. Well, we put together a, a Spotify playlist to accompany this this podcast as well, Jane. So we add all of the songs that we've spoken about today, and obviously we'll put your material on there as well. And if people want to keep up to speed with you, you mentioned Instagram there. If people want to find out about shows, anything that's going on around the album, where's the best place to keep up to speed with you? Insta, I reckon. Yeah. Is, well, definitely, yeah. It's, it's the best place. Well, if it's cool with yeah. you, when, when this episode drops, we'll tag you in it and say if anybody that's listening isn't following you already, then they can do so and, uh, yeah. and go and check out everything that, uh, that you're up to. Yeah, for sure. That sounds good. Wonderful. Jelani, it's been an absolute pleasure talking yeah, back with you, mate. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. And uh, I'm literally going to uh, finish this up now and go and listen to the Beach Boys again now. I've just Same. Completely... I'm actually... <laughs> As you were describing it, I was like, that's definitely the next thing that I'm doing. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Jelani, have a lovely day, mate. Best of luck with the Thank record. You. And uh, yeah. I hope to get along to one of the shows in 2024, man. It's been an yeah, 100%. absolute delight. Thanks loads, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Big love, brother. In a bit. Take it easy, man. Bye-bye. Nice, man. Bye. There you have it. Thank you very much, Jelani. What a lovely guy. Um, go check out his music now. Um, why not go and watch one of the shows when they happen? Um, go enjoy the Spotify playlist with all of them tracks that we've spoken about today. Um, go check out the back catalogue. There's over 500 episodes. Um, you can hear my chats with the likes of Fatboy Slim, um, Yellow Wolf, uh, Chuck D of Public Enemy, uh, Allo Black, um, The Foo Fighters, the Killers, Swade, um, Comedians, James A. Cast, Maisie Adam, Ed Gamble, 
Um, some incredible acting talent, uh, including the likes of David Duchovny of X-Files, Maxine Peake, uh, Thomas Turgus, Michael Smiley. Uh, through to just go and, go and explore. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Uh, and they're all available for free. And as mentioned at the beginning, if you'd like to support the podcast, head over to Patreon. Um, links to everything about this podcast is on the website, which is www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. In the meantime, be nice to each other. See you soon. Bye-bye.